can't deny the fact that I just am not seeing myself in the way that I used to. I'm changing and evolving and I have to recognize that. Hey everyone and welcome back to the XL Podcast. I'm your host, Sir Gaston, and this podcast is about my growth, obstacles, and life as a 20-something with the intention to help you feel seen and understood as we journey through this pursuit of life. Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. It has been a minute since we've recorded, a minute since I've been on your airways playing through Spotify, Apple Music, your Google Play, soon your Pandora. I'm adding some more, but I'm happy to be here. Um, if you could see me now, you would see that I have a big ass smile on my face from ear to ear, and my energy is high right now. And I'm really glad that I'm in this space. I've actually been working on setting a space for myself when it comes to recording because before I would more so just set up, but not set a space for me and what i mean by setting a space for me is that i have a beautiful candle right now it is called chill out shout out to brian i really appreciate you giving me this candle because i really do need to learn how to chill out more and de-stress it's a very soft and just soothing smell it's eucalyptus and mint um and if you have a diffuser like you already know eucalyptus and mint they hit top tier and now lemongrass oof, lemongrass is also top tier I'm having some tea as well, which, you know, we always have tea on the podcast. Today we are having some green tea with some honey. And then I actually just finished just journaling out um, an outline for today's episode. And that's something, too, for me that I think has been really helpful with setting the space of the candle along with the tea and then also just organizing my thoughts, really. And I really think that that has been helpful with just calming my mind. Um, I also had been listening to some calming sounds as well. So I'll link that podca- podcast. <laughs> I'll link that playlist in the show notes for you all. I really enjoy it. And just this combination is something that really just put me in the right headspace. And so if you have some creative project that you work on, or even if you just have an essay, an assignment, your grad school, or you really just need to calm the fuck down, like set a space for yourself because oftentimes you really just need to recalibrate and that's a form of this so we can get into the topic for today as you guys can see by the title i am going to be talking about trusting your intuition quitting my job and pursuing my dreams wait till my parents hear this episode (laughs) so let's just start off with the big piece of it um quitting my job and i actually want to be a little clear in this i'm not necessarily quitting but i'm kind of quitting so let me explain so the role that i'm in is a apprenticeship role an apprenticeship is very similar to an internship um i honestly don't even remember the distinction of the two but they're quite synonymous i think it might be under the distinction of the role or whether or not one is guaranteed or not in terms of whether one is guaranteed money because i know that internships those can fluctuate in my understanding i believe with an intern an internship an apprenticeship um you are guaranteed pay but here and there the role that i'm in is an apprenticeship role for a community organized role so my name is sir gaston and i am the apprentice community organizer for the blah 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 center that's usually the intro that i give people so in this role i'm supposed to learn the fundamentals of community organizing learn this organization style of community organizing 
and ultimately decide whether or not this is actually what I want to do. And so I want to like just begin and preface that just because I even myself have been kind of forgetting that at times that like this role is temporary in this role. Well, that I was very clear on, but the part that I haven't been so uh so highlighting of, as one can say, is the fact that it's supposed to show you whether or not you want to do this or not. And so I'll take you guys um, into a bit of like a slight backstory before we like jump into the full episode. But I actually graduated in 2020 and the very first job that I got as far as like my first professional job was a community organizing role. And I was in a different organization and in a different field of organizing, whereas now I'm in criminal justice before I was in environmentalism. And the organization I was in was predominantly white. It was actively in the change of anti-racist work and so forth and i was one of two people of color and the only black person and the only male on staff and it just was not the right environment for me and that aspect and then on top of that the style of organizing that i was being introduced to was not the type of organizing that i had already seen myself um learning and practicing essentially like it just came from a white standpoint of organizing and i did have some alternative influence from my staff director who is Native American and she truly was like a life line for me in that work like I really think that had in that working at that organization had she had not been there I would have not lasted that long and that's just the honest to God truth um and so I say all of this because I became so disconnected to the work that I was doing there that I noticed it in conversations where there were certain things that were being asked of me that I should know about the political and environmental landscape within Connecticut because I was the only person in Connecticut on top of that. So I'm the only black person, the only male, and then the only person in my state because we're across the Northeast. So you can just imagine what that was like for me. Yeah, it, it, all that you're imagining, that's exactly what it was. And let me take a moment for some tea just because this tea is really busting today. Okay, so as I mentioned, becoming so out of the loop and disconnected with things just because I knew that I didn't want to be there. And I also realized I was like, I'm not even fully upholding my responsibility. So like something has to change. And when I first got the job, I knew I was like, ooh, this don't feel right. I need to go. Something. My intuition already was like, this is not it. But, you know, first job out of college, I had been working at Goodwill and it was cute, but I was looking for something substantial, looking for something that like was reflective of the hard work I put into my degree and so forth. And just I, I just I wanted something more. And I received that and I received a lot of lessons along with that. But ultimately, in very initially, I knew my intuition was like, this is not it. This is not the right thing. And I was just so fixed on really having something. Like I really settled for a salary that was $28,000. Like that really is giving poverty salary, if I'm not mistaken. Like I really do think that's about like poverty line salary as well. So you could just tell how much of like call it what it is like desperation I was for a job especially just because I had been you know I'm gonna start rambling but in short I was really looking for a professional job I got it and I take it by any means necessary going through the work just not really connecting still growing right and I knew that obviously this is my first job there's just like some 
professional learning curves and things that I had to just adapt to and learn to and so forth. But I also just knew that there was an underlying feeling of a disconnect and an uncomfortability that I could not shake. Like when the invitations for, um, what's that thing called? When the invitations for staff retreats came up and they were in person and shit like that, I was shivering in my boots. Shimber me timbers. I was shivering me timbers because I just knew I did not want to be around this group of people. I just knew that I wasn't going to be comfortable amongst my staff. That's just really what it was. So here and there, fast forward, I end up saying, you know what? It's time for me to go. It's time for me to leave this job. And I'm going to just pursue photography this time. You know, I have my studio and so forth. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just bet on myself and let me just pursue this freelance, full-time, self-employment type shit, right? <clears throat> Crazy thing, y'all. The day that I left my job, I left that job on a Friday and it was a little tumultuous. Like the racism low key started really coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah, y'all are showing your ass. And I knew I knew the ass was waiting to be shown. But y'all showed your ass today. And that same day, I got the call for this current job. Now, before I had left, I had already applied for this role because I really respected this organization. I really valued the work that they were doing. And I knew I was like, if I'm going to be an organizer, especially in Connecticut, I need to be with this organization because they are going to be the ones that are going to teach me how to be the organizer that I envision. And throughout that process, it was a three-stage interview process. After the first interview, I had actually started contemplating the prospect of just not working for anyone and just working for myself and wanted to uphold the respect that I had for this organization with still going through the interview process, right? Like something in my intuition was just telling me like, you know what? Self in this process, like you value and respect your organization. This uh, at now, obviously, my organization, but like at the time, this organization so much um, that you just want to end this like on a good note. And you can always just say no, right? Like you can receive the opportunity and at the end and say no. And that day that I had left that job, I received the call of this new job. And I'm not even gonna lie, y'all, I'm a little crazy because. I didn't pick up the phone that day, actually. <laughs> I knew what the call was. My intuition was like, yo, this is the call that you got the job. And I listened to the voicemail. The voicemail was definitely on like a higher positive note. And I was like, I know it. But I needed to just think and breathe. Like I had just been leaving this job. And obviously I could have said like, hey, give me some time to think about it. But like my mind wasn't like that. It was like, I'm just going to take my time and I'm calling back Monday. Um... And which I did, and obviously I got that call, I accepted it, and I had conversations with my friend, and I think that was necessary for me to like talk with a friend about the prospect of this job, um, managing my studio full-time, so forth and so on. Um, and she actually, my friend, um, was hearing me discuss like my worries of like, you know, like a full-time job takes a lot of my time, and I really want to invest in this other thing right here, like how can I do two? And she's like, you won't know until you try. And that really was that affirmation and anchor and just drive of like, you know what, give it a try. It's income for one. <laughs> it makes it easier to pay your bills, right? And then two, and you'll just have to figure out if you can balance the two or not. So I took the job and very happy and energetic about it. Like my experience overall really has been beautiful. Like I, I can't say that I've had any of the feelings that I had at my last job. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And I express it to myself. I remember the first time that I was able to wear one of our organization's shirts for the first time. And I just felt so much pride wearing that. Whereas in my last role, 
I really would have like squirmed at the prospect of having to wear anything of the sorts. Like I would receive materials from that job and they would just stay in the box unless I needed to take them out. Like I just really just didn't connect with that. Um, and so this role is completely different and I'm loving it. And at the beginning of this layer, this layer, <laughs> at the beginning of this year, and even before then, I would say sometime at the end of last year, I just kept having this uncertain feeling of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really want to be an organizer anymore. And in retrospect, it was hard for me to even really start considering that idea and thought as a real thing, just because for my entire life, I had always imagined myself to be a community organizer. I'd always imagined that I would be spending my life fighting for Black people, fighting for criminal and racial justice as the main aspect of my life, truthfully so. And so to start thinking about the fact that, no, this actually might not be the way in which you want to spend your life, and this may not be the way that you want to be within the movement, was extremely disrupting internally and hard to fathom for myself because I attach so much of my validity as a black person in the U.S. to the work I was doing against the racism, the mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and so forth that is upon us and against us thriving, unfortunately. That had been the validity of me and the validity of who I was supposed to be and this purpose that I felt in this world. And I just couldn't shake the feeling and it kept growing that this actually isn't the way that I want to be within the movement. I know that I still want to have a role within the movement, but this isn't the role. And simultaneously, as I'm having this feeling, my artist within me is just emerging and busting out the scenes and spilling over in a way where I just can't deny that there's something else that wants me to fuel it to give it attention, to craft it, and to pursue it truthfully so. And working a full-time job, and try, especially within this work, right? Because this work in particular is very heavily relationship-based, and it's not confined to a set of hours. Like, the whole 9-to-5 scam, I don't even know somebody that actually works 9-to-5 that has a 9-to-5. Like, there's just no way, unless you really just do the bare minimum, which I respect that fully, right? You, you do exactly what you need to do. You get up and you get out and you spend your money. And then in some other prospects, like, you actually might have a 9-to-5 that just can stay within those confines. But this isn't one of those. This involves a lot of evening meetings, right? Like, a lot of people are, are available in the evening for the meetings that I need to have with people, my one-on-ones. Um, we have our weekly meetings that are in the evenings and we have actions and protests at times on Saturdays and so like it is something that is fluid if you can make it fluid but it's just kind of one where it it just it the responsibilities and the investment that it requires is something that I'm realizing I actually just don't want and and I don't want to give that. And that's just the truth. Like I want to give that time into my craft. 
and I want to give that time into myself as well. And not to say that my craft can't be something that equally would take up a lot of time, but I feel more connected to that right now in my life. And that's a piece that I also can't deny that this this alignment is not aligning. Like it's just not. I can't keep denying the deep reflection that I've come to. I can't deny the emerging artist self that's trying to break the ceiling. And I can't deny the fact that I just am not seeing myself in the way that I used to. I'm changing and evolving and I have to recognize that. And I felt very scared to share this, honestly. Like, I felt so scared to share this with my staff director because, one, right now, um, well, this actually has changed as of recently, but two of our staff members were out. Um, and so the Connecticut team, because they're both in Connecticut and New York, the Connecticut team was just short staff. Um, still, the work is going, though, right? But we're short staff, and then... We're in the legislative session on top of that. We have a bill that was just introduced. And so I'm feeling this sense of devastation of like, how could you? How could you leave right now? Like, how could you? We're low staff. We're in the legislative session. Like, what? What, what the fuck? And realistically, that was all on my head. Because when I told my staff director, I was like, I have to be honest with you. This is what I'm feeling inside about me in this work, in this role, and something else that's growing and busting inside of me. Oh, I didn't like how that sounded, but like, something else that's growing <laughs> and blossoming within me. She was so understanding. There was so much grace and warmth and support in the fact of like, I understand and I respect and appreciate you so much for being so honest with me. That left me literally feeling shocked and confused because I was like, wait, wait, like you're, you're okay and you're understanding? And I, I've been carrying this heavy weight and I didn't even need to carry this. And that was something she said too. She was like, that, like, you know, like all the stress of, you know, where we're at and stuff like that, like just, that's not for you to hold. Like that happens, that's okay. And I almost felt angry at myself, if I'm being honest. I almost felt angry at myself because I have been holding so much fear, worry, anxious, and anxiety, and stress inside. And I didn't need to. I just needed to be radically honest. And the moment that I finally decided to be radically honest, I was able to exhale. I was able to breathe. I was able to feel lighter. And that is something that I take from this job as a life lesson, you cannot hold on to something that is weighing you down. You can't. And you can't hold on to your truth. You can't, we can't withhold your truth, I should say. And that's what I was doing. And so this conversation with my staff director left me in a space of clarity uh, ish. <laughs> and then it also left me in a space of confusion and confusion of well like what now like like okay like this role will be ending sooner um but like what what now like what the hell am I gonna do and it's interesting because I figured that out so I for a while have been seeing these brown lines on my nails now I know that seems like a weird transition but it's gonna make sense just follow me right i've been seeing these brown lines on my nails um and for years i had one on my thumb my right thumb for this to the left of my nail bank 
And then over the years, like, that has grown. And then within the last, like, maybe, like, six, seven months, like, I've been seeing them grow more on, um, appear more, I should say, on several of my nails. And so I made a dermatologist appointment before, somehow ended up missing my damn appointment. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me, let me make a new one, right? Like, and I had missed this appointment, like, some months ago, but as of recently, I kept seeing them, and it's just, it makes me a little anxious. I'm not gonna lie, it does also make me insecure, just because, um, I know it's melanin, right? And I know it's a common thing for people of African descent and people of color, but I just have to accept the fact that, like, this is just a common thing. It's, like, discoloration in a way, but, like, it's, it's within my nail. It's not discoloration necessarily. I mean, technically it is, but here or there, I just have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that actually came up in my conversation with the dermatologist. And so what had happened is that that following Monday after the conversation I had with my staff director, so I woke up, saw my nails, and I was like, I have to make an appointment. Like, I need to make an appointment. I can't keep waiting. So I called this dermatologist um, that I have researched over the weekend and they were actually able to take me that same week that thursday and that was a little shocking to me because the last dermatologist appointment i tried to make they weren't able to take me for another two and a half months so i was like Whew, okay all right boom i'm gonna go there so come thursday i'm at my dermatologist appointment and this is the first time that i'm meeting this woman first time i'm at this dermatologist um or dermatology office whatever it's called but like you know first time i'm also at this office and whatnot and we're in the room um the nurse checks me in and the dermatologist finally comes in and we begin talking. She's like, you know, like, what do you do? And I'm like, um, I'm a community organizer, transitioning photographer, filmmaker. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. And we begin talking and I tell her about my love for encyclopedias. And she's like, what? You do? Like, I love encyclopedias as well as a kid. And I was like, that's weird because like, I rarely hear of anybody loving encyclopedias. And so we just go into this conversation about our love for food, culture, documentaries, photo stories of food and culture. And in that, she had told me that as a kid, she loved photography as well. And now, obviously, she's a dermatologist, but she wished that she had pursued that. She wished that she had still pursued that interest and she became a dermatologist because her mom was a nurse. So that was a much more physical representation of a career route that someone in her life had taken. And that was the very first thing that stuck out in this conversation of, I wish I had done this, right? The second thing that stood out in this conversation was, she was like, you know, it sounds like you really just need more of a creative role. I was like, that definitely is true. And the third thing that she shared with me is, it sounds like this is your passion. And in that moment, I was like, I've been here before. Like, I've been here before in this moment. And it was a different type of deja vu feeling. It wasn't the very stark, like, oh, I've been here. But it was like this slow kind of like fade in Gaussian blur type of awareness and seeing of this moment and presentness of this moment of like, you've been here before. It was just very subtle. And the final thing that really stuck with me from this conversation with my dermatologist is actually in reference to my nails, the whole reason that I was there. And what she kept saying throughout the conversation towards the end of it in reference to my nails, she was like, it's just who you are. And that resonated. That felt warm. That felt clearing, truthfully so. 
and it's so simple of like it's just who you are in reference of physical part of myself but for me it tapped into the internal part of me that I was trying to figure out that I'm I'm recognizing that I don't want to be an organizer anymore or at least actively because you know once an organizer always an organizer but you know like I want a different way to pursue my life and it's something within me that has always been there. Like, as a child, I've always loved encyclopedias, as I mentioned. Food, cooking shows, traveling, documentaries, things about the earth and the world around us, about culture and anthropology in the form of photos and documentaries, in the form of films and just stories and experiences that are captured. And to hear her say it's just who you are, was a sign from the universe in my opinion that like yeah you're on the right path you you know this you've always known this but how clear can it get someone's literally telling you this is who you are sir and i left that office feeling so clear so clear because before i had went in i felt so uncertain so worried so frantic so scared and i left feeling so clear of knowing, yeah, this is actually the route that I'm supposed to be going. I'm supposed to be creating photos and films. <coughs> Ooh, child. I'm supposed to be creating photos and films. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this brings me to the Excel for today of trusting my intuition and trusting your intuition. Because our intuition is our first spiritual gift. That's my personal belief. It's because it's my personal belief that our intuition is our first spiritual gift. And when we deny that, we deny ourselves. And when we deny that, we deny our connection to the universe, to spirit, to the higher power, and so forth. And this decision that I'm making is very difficult because I'd be, in essence, in some people's eyes, quitting two jobs out of college, back to back, one that I worked for 11 months, practically 10, 11 months, and then the second one for about three and a half, almost four months. Um, no, four months, actually. Four months, four months. Four months. Actually, a little over four months. Hold on. Let me give myself this due diligence. Over four months. Not five, but over four. Um, <laughs> but seriously, um, trusting my intuition, it is something that I have to do because if I don't I know I'm going to be living with a weight that will only be relieved when I begin living my truth and that truth comes from my intuition that I have to pursue a different route I gotta change careers <laughs> as I'm starting a career right and unfortunately like that has not been met with the most optimism it's been met with opposition in some ways and, and not outright complete opposition but some of the opinions you know that I have received particularly from loved ones around the suggestion that I am going to keep running into this issue of full-time work and trying to pursue and so maybe I should spend a year or two just working a regular job stacking my money fully and then pursuing my carafe fully, I can take time off then and then get to it. And that 
felt like a death sentence. I hate to say it because the idea of putting off my craft until another year or two just doesn't feel like living to me. And I understand why this loved one shared this with me because they're older, they live life, they've seen struggle, they know difficulties, and they recognize that they don't want that for me and recognize that I really want this. And so they try to suggest the best method to do this. And while I understand this, I can't do that because that doesn't feel like living to me. And it isn't to say that I couldn't still work on my craft, but I feel like I'm in a place now where if this is what I want to be my career and how I want to make a name for myself in this world, I need more time than just when I'm not working. But I need a life where... I work, I have consistent income, I have equitable income for myself, and I have equitable time to invest into my craft, which in my opinion is through a part-time job. I really think that that would be much more essential for me. And to be quite frank, who the fuck wants to work? Let me me scale that back. To be quite frank, who wants to work a full-time job? Nobody. Nobody wants to work a full-time job. Let's really talk about it. And also, I just don't dream of labor. I don't dream of labor and work. I don't. Especially not work that I don't feel connected to. Because I've had times where when I'm working on photography and videography stuff, I can be there all day. All day. But I'm not feeling that within what I'm doing now. And that's my intuition that I have to listen to. And that means that I have to figure out how do I find a means of work that helps support my needs and my wants and allows me to pursue this craft that then will become my work. And I think maybe because I said craft to people, it sounds more of a hobby type of thing. And this is not a hobby for me. This is something that I want to be work that I do and create in this life as my means of work. And unfortunately, some other oppositions that I've experienced is, you know, like, you don't want to just keep moving and hopping around too much. Your resume will show that you have like low job retention. And that's real shit. I'm not going to act like that's not real shit. That's real. That's honest. And that is impactful. And I also recognize that that job retention is low because it's within a field and a space that I just don't want to be in anymore. And so... No, I'm not subscribing to the culture of working a job that I don't remotely like or working a job that doesn't align with my career pursuits. It'd be different if I was within a PA assistant role in some format, right? And I really didn't like um, the type of photography that I was supporting for this photographer, but I'm still learning valuable things for what I actually want to pursue in my life now. That's not the case here. It isn't to say that I haven't learned very valuable things in this role because I've learned extremely valuable things. However, I need the application of what I'm learning to look different and to align with where I really want to go. And I don't want to pursue this any more as my main line of work. And so if the job retention looks low for some, that's just what it is. But I believe in myself and I believe that I can bet on myself to be able to find a job, to be able to find men, to be able to find apprenticeship, to be able to just find a foot in the door into the field that I want to be in. I've seen it already. I've seen how I can get that for myself. I see what's possible for me.
And so, yeah, the job retention is low, but the job retention will be higher when I'm in the right space. And I just, I, I just, that's just what it is. That literally is just what it is. And above all, I feel like I made the right decision. This decision is challenging, but it is equally thrilling. And it is very spiritual. Because it's literally leaving me in a space of having to trust in the unknown. Having to relinquish all resistance and power and, and just say, I need help and I need guidance. Show me the next step. I don't know what to do next. And when I'm not thinking like that, that's when I feel the most worry and anxiety. Because the universe has brought me this far. You've brought me this far in so many aspects in my education, in my development, in my awareness, and in this knowing that has always been there that's very clear and I'm at the forefront. So why would the universe stop now? Why would God stop now? Why would spirit stop helping me now? And I think because we live in such a very materialistic, in a very physical world, in a very physical society, that this decision does not register as something that's very spiritual unless I literally fully express it in that way. And even still so, for many people, it's still like, well, yep, you got to work, though. You got to make money. It's like, of course I know that. Of course I need that. Money is a very necessary tool for the work that I want to do as a filmmaker and photographer. Absolutely. And I also know that money's gonna come. I'm gonna go and get it too. I just gotta switch up where I'm getting it from. And it's that simple. And I think I just really have to anchor myself in that. Anchor myself in the fact that I trust my intuition. Anchor myself in the fact that I'm following what really feels authentic in my life. What has always been there. Anchor myself in the fact that not everybody's gonna understand and it doesn't have to make sense to everyone. Anchoring myself in the fact that consistency, consistency will take me to where I need to go. And anchoring myself in the fact that I'm betting on myself and I believe in myself. Because the moments where I stop to bet and believe, I fall into a hole, an internal hole, a corner that feels tight that feels low and that feels scared and I should not have to feel like that about something that I love and want to pursue and about something that I know is right and it's not even just about taking photos and taking videos it's about still helping people it's about shaping a different world through these mediums it's about connecting with people it's just through a different expression and through different mediums. And I've always wanted to help people. And that will remain there. This podcast is a form of that. It's just through a different medium. Through a different expression. A way that's much more autonomous. In a way that is much more creative. And I can't lie and say that I don't love this. And that this doesn't electrify me and make me happy. And I can't deny that sometimes it's difficult. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But I want to fight for it. I do. I want to grow and challenge. I want to grow into the version of myself that I see, that I know is there, that just needs time to be cultivated, that needs that discipline. 
and that feels like they're spending their time in a place that pours back into them beyond the finances, but it pours into me in a way that keeps me living, not just going, but living. Adversity is going to be there. I know that. We all know that. What is growth in life without adversity? It doesn't really exist. I mean, unless you just happen to be like a royal, you know? But then again, I'm sure there's growth and adversity there as well. You've got a whole empire you're maintaining, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. And so I take the XL that I trust my intuition. I trust my intuition. I'm betting on myself. I believe in the power of consistency. And I made the right decision for me. If you are in the same place in your life, I want you to know that I trust and I believe in you, that I'm proud of you, that the decisions that are ahead of you may not always be easy and the obstacles that are ahead of you may be tough. But see it through. Close out the world and trust within yourself. It's that spiritual gift, that intuition. It doesn't lie. It's so powerful. We just have to be willing and in a space to hear it. Give space to hear it because you'll receive exactly what you need if you're listening. If you're receptive and if you're ready. Let me take an exhale again and take a sip of tea. Thank y'all so much. Like, (laughs) if you made it to the end of this episode, I appreciate you so much. Actually, if you made it this far, I really appreciate you so much. And leave me a cloud below. Comment a cloud. Text me a cloud if you have my number. Tweet me a cloud if you have me on Twitter. Or even just, like, comment on Instagram for the audiogram I'm going to post for this. Like, I really would love to just connect with y'all more but also know who made it to the end because if you made it to the end i'm gonna know that because you're gonna send me that cloud and it'll be on my instagram it's the same cloud that's actually in my bio um follow me on all my social medias at sir gaston s-i-r-g-a-s-t-a it's spelled how it sounds give me a follow let's connect let's engage let me know what's up <laughs> but no seriously um I really do appreciate you guys for making it to the end of this episode and just being on this journey with me because I'm embarking on a beautiful, tumultuous, um, but also authentic journey. This feels authentic to me. It really does. 
and I'm happy to have you guys come along this process as I document my journey. And so keep up with me on the podcast, Sir Gaston. I lied. Keep up with me at the podcast, The Exhale. (laughs) Keep up with me on my social medias at Sir Gaston on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and actually Spotify as well. You can actually follow me on Spotify. I post a lot of dope playlists there. And if you enjoy the music in this podcast, my intro track, and actually the outro track I'm about to throw y'all, I'm about to throw y'all something new. If you like it, give it a try for free. I got something free for y'all. You can get a month free with Epidemic Sound. That is where I get all my music. It's royalty-free music, and so that means you can use that on a series of platforms without the worries of copyright issues. What I love about Epidemic Sound is that they have a variety of music sounds that you can use from sound effects to actual tracks with lyrics, and you can get the instrumentals as well. And obviously, y'all been listening to the podcast, y'all bumping with the music. That's where I get all the music from. So... Just saying, if you want something free, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in my link tree on all my social medias. Just go check it out. 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 Whatever Nikki said. Check it out. Check it out. All right. I'm about to actually check out because it's not giving singing on this podcast. (laughs) But I really appreciate you guys. Take care. And I will see you next week, next Sunday at 11. Bye-bye.